0: Sky community. Welcome back to another episode of Sky Women. Today, I have a lovely guest with us who we've connected uh, via the World Wide Web and our collaborative group of entrepreneurial physicians. This is Dr. Uday, and she is a board-certified family medicine physician in West Virginia. She's an entrepreneur, a wife, and a mom, and she loves to help her patients feel good and look good. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We want to focus on the five pillars of wellness really, and weight, because so often I hear women telling me I'm doing all the things that I used to do and nothing's working anymore. And we know this goes along with, you know, maybe it's menopause. And so we're going to talk about that today. Welcome Dr. Uday. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Morgan. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, let's get started. Tell us a little bit about, you know, kind of your your journey in medicine, just briefly, and how you got to this place of entrepreneurship and how this has become your passion.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So <laughs> I'm Lee Madison. I'm currently in Martinsburg, West Virginia. My family is in Maryland. And I, I mean, when I went through med school and residency, I kind of knew that it was, I was going to do primary care because I couldn't find any particular specialty Mm -hmm. that did it for me. I always missed a certain part of it. So that's how I ended up doing family medicine. And I absolutely love it. Now with doing primary care, wellness has been a big piece. And I think it's because with my patient population, now, I see you know, pretty much everybody. But women are near and dear to my heart, and it's because you know we're caregivers. We're usually taking right. care of else. Yeah, we're
0: usually
1: busy, and you know, with us taking care of the home front, and also either staying at home and taking care of you know the home front and and that other aspect and another aspect of, of living the home and going to go work and then, you know, taking care of our partners. What I find is that a lot of women actually feel guilty putting themselves first. Mm-hmm. And so what it does, or is even it, putting themselves on the list, <laughs> that is it. Absolutely. And so what the, what will happen is they'll come see me and it's about different things, depression, anxiety, weight, and it's all tying back to that wellness piece. Um, I do a lot of weight loss in my, my practice as well, but I'm finding that they all kind of intermesh and I I deal with this every single day and it's really, really near and dear to my heart and very important. And so that's kind of how I, I fell into it. Yeah. So let's,
0: let's talk about those pillars of wellness.
1: Okay. So when I talk to my patients about wellness, the top one is nutrition to encourage um, cleaner eating, I usually tell patients, as you know, most people are busy. If mm-hmm. I have this 80 20 rule thing that I do, if you're doing percent of the time, then mm-hmm. we're good because mm-hmm. you want 100%, but I will be hypocritical if I said I was doing 100%. So I can't expect that. Sure. Though. So I advocate for the high protein, low carb. Mm-hmm. Most good diets out there or healthy eating. Are low carb. I usually stress on you know the different types of carbohydrates. There's simple carbs, like obviously like donuts and cookies. Those are the ones that if you can avoid altogether, then do so. You can't, then at least 80% of the time you're doing that. The complex carbs, potatoes, sweet potatoes, pasta. It's the form of energy that the body wants, but as you know, when you're eating a lot of it, then it can cause weight gain. So that's why, and it for diabetic patients, it also gets broken down directly into sugar. So I do, so it's kind of the weight loss, but also even with diabetes, I'm saying similar things. So I also want them to minimize that 80-20 again. So it can cut out the completely simple carbs. The complex carbs like your quicker Oats and then the other stuff I mentioned, at least 80%, you're, you're bringing that down. High protein, we use it to build muscle. So things like, you know, your green meats, chicken, fish, seafood, beans is in that category. So those are the foods that you're trying to eat a little bit more of. Um, obviously your veggies fruits are also good. Now with diabetics, you have to be kind of careful because fruits are kind of naturally sweet. Berries are good. And then, so for the most part, lots of protein, lots of veggies, and then, you know, certain fruits, nuts. And so I go into all of that. So that's one piece hydration, the big one. So yeah. Right. With hydration. So I tell people, same thing, 80 20. If 80% of the time you're drinking water,
0: mm-hmm.
1: much what you're doing 20% of the time. Mm-hmm. I do tell my patients that they should be drinking about half their weight in pounds and ounces. So, for example, if somebody's 140 pounds, then half of that is 70. So they should be doing about 70, 70 ounces, which is about eight glasses of, mm-hmm. of water. So, starting there. Now, if you have heart problems or kidney problems, this may not apply to you. So, you do want to talk to your doctor about that. Exercise is the other one. The goal is an hour a day. We kind of were touching on that earlier, but I tell people start where you are, right? Right. Something better than nothing. Every time I mention working out, people, my, my patients automatically think, gym membership. You don't have to sign up for the gym membership. If that's, what's going to work for you. No problem. Me personally, I do YouTube videos, which I play with my kids in the evening. So that's when I have time to work out. You can start with 15 minute workouts. My goal is five times a week. Sometimes I get it three times a week. Sometimes I may do once a week, but I'm all trying. Mm-hmm. And so getting that in, getting your blood pumping, it helps with sleep. It helps with how you feel. You're not as tired. It helps with stress.
0: So uh, physical activity is a good one. Um, I also think that it's really important, especially for our perimenopause and postmenopausal women that we really stress uh, weight training because we're training for life, right? For all those activities that we want to continue doing. um, But it also helps to improve our metabolism and our body distribution. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And then the other one is sleep. So experts would say about seven to seven to nine hours. Magic number is eight. I do suggest, you know, the, the environment that you sleep, keeping it cool and keeping the technology at a minimum. The other one is television is a big one. If you can avoid having it in the room, if not, then at least have it switched off avoiding things like stimulants, like caffeine, closer to bedtime, heavy meals, doing uh, closer to bedtime, alcohol, closer to bedtime. And I think I've gotten four. And then the fifth one to me is kind of like the mental health, emotional health t- piece. And that's where we kind of, we're, we're talking about me time. And so stress reduction. <laughs> and so I, it's, it's, it never surprises me enough when I ask my um, patients, especially my female patients that are moms, you know, do you have a scheduled me time to yourself consistently? And the answer mm-hmm. is the most of the time is no. Mm-hmm. And There's just no way that you're doing a full-time job. When you get home, you're doing a full-time job with the kids and other things. Most women are juggling two to three full-time jobs, jobs, quote unquote, and you don't have time to yourself to kind of let off some steam. So what I do recommend with that, I, I would say, you know, at least a few hours a week, but most people are too busy for that. So I do say, if you can manage. That once a month, at least, start there. Schedule a time for yourself. I usually say, you know, kind of almost like a half work day. so like an eight to twelve or a, or a one to five or whatever time time frame you want. I actually even tell them, tell your family members it's an appointment. They don't need to know it's me time. Because <laughs> guess what, Mom, can you pick up this this while you're having me time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always recommend, hey, have somebody that you trust with your kids. You know, Mm -hmm. if you can't turn off your phone, then at least switch off the notification. Right. Um, Right. And then just go. And then no grocery shopping. You're still going to get that done. But this is not about the family stuff. This is just about you. If you want to stay home and sleep the day away, that's fine. But you got to make sure no one's in the house because guess what? The kids are home. Where are they coming? Yeah, They're they're coming to mom. (laughs) <laughs> oh I always only time you use that on stay home is if if it's a know, quiet
0: house, yeah, I do remember I do remember a morning when I had an event scheduled that I was going to, you know, for marketing and networking, and my husband left an hour before me with the kids. and I was so tempted to stay home in my pajamas for the day. <laughs> I was like, nobody would ever know. <laughs> it really happens. So, I know a quiet house to a mom is like heaven, like this is vacation.
1: <laughs> I literally had asked me, she was like, Can I? She looked so guilty. She was like, Can I? Of course, like if the house is to yourself, absolutely. Window shopping, going to sit at the park, going shopping. I always tell people, don't feel like you have to spend any money, but it's whatever you, you want to do. And I think you should. I don't kind of, I usually say pencil it in because the things that get scheduled get done. So I wouldn't say, well, maybe like, I'll figure it out later. Yeah. Pencil it.
0: Yeah. So, you know, one of the things I love is, um, Monday hour, I can't remember what it's called with the life coach school, but they, they really (laughs) talk about scheduling a lot, which as a physician mom, I was always like, yeah, right. Like anybody can schedule their life like that because it seems so unpredictable However, I do really value the idea of setting out your calendar for the week and scheduling those things that are most important to you that are on your value list first, so that you are including some white space, even if it's just for some meditation or we're taking a walk or whatever, or you're scheduling in your nap, you know, like whatever, putting it on those things on the calendar first, and then filling in the things that you have to do.
1: Absolutely. Because I think we're just, you get to the especially when you're a busy professional or even a stay-at-home, whatever it is, I think people are just so busy now that if you don't put it down, it may, or it may not happen. So if you want to make
0: sure you got to schedule it in. Yep. Yep. So let's um, transition and talk about how this pertains to weight loss.
1: So- a lot of it ties in, so for weight loss, it's it's actually similar pillars. So obviously nutrition is a big one. That low carb is a big deal on that's on, on that front. So and then the the healthy eating. So trying to avoid the processed foods because so the example I give is like a bowl of, you know, a bowl of cookies is kind of, oh no, actually it's it's two pieces, two big pieces of cookies, the same thing as a bowl of strawberries. You'd probably finish the cookies, but you won't finish the bowl of, of, of strawberries. So processed foods tends to carry a little bit more calories and they're not as filling. So you end up taking more calories in. I always recommend trying to stay away from the processed foods, keeping it high protein and um, low carb. The other big one, like you alluded to with the physical activity, it helps your metabolism, it helps your energy level. And so that's a big one. It actually also helps to prevent weight gain. So people that work out or physically active, um, research has shown don't gain weight as much and maintain their weight. So a lot of times that's also why we'll have that conversation about exercise at the beginning when we're talking about trying to get get you on your way to weight loss, because I don't want you losing the weight and then figure out how to keep it off and the other one is water intake. So the kind of the way I explained it to patients is your body needs water to churn your food up. So if you're not hydrating enough, it'll churn up your food, digest and then suck up the water and hold on to it. So the more hydration then your body gets rid of the excess fluid. And then what's the other big one? Stress is a big one we might've mentioned about cortisol levels. And so with the cortisol levels being high, that can also affect you being able to lose weight. And so, but this is, this is a big one for everybody because everybody's stressed out. Things are moving quickly. So that scheduling me time, that actually scheduling your week, because when you schedule things, you're less reactive and more proactive and you Mm -hmm. tend to get stressed out when you do it. So it does sound, people con- are concerned about it being regimented. I mean, everything does schedule, but that important 20% of important things, because there's the rule, I've forgotten the name of it, that 20% of what you do gives you 80% of your results. Yes. So you do 20% scheduled so yeah. that for the most part, you're effective and you're not just kind of whiling away on that 80% that isn't going to give you
0: the well, results. yeah, like- because otherwise we're just, As you were saying, you know, being very reactive, we're just at the mercy of our environment, right? So, if we want particular results, we have to set ourselves up for success. We have to set ourselves with that intention in mind. Like this is what we're going to do. Right. And if I want to have my salad every day, maybe I'm prepping that from home, or maybe I'm going to my favorite restaurant and grabbing my salad. You know, we have to plan for that to make it happen. Cause otherwise we're just going through the motion in life. Right. So we want better results. We have to have better input.
1: Yes. <laughs> Man, got it. You got to set those intentions because it's just not gonna, it's not going to pan out that way if you don't. Yeah. Literally. So do you do any weight loss medications? Yes. So the top one, I we do penteramine. There's the GLP agonist, the injectable um, Ozempic Manjaro. And so for the penteramine, it's a stimulant and it helps with um, appetite control. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do kind of want to be um, mindful of not taking it at nighttime. Mm-hmm. Um, the GLP agonists, we also, they're also used in um, diabetic. But they do have a role in weight loss. They help with appetite control. The really great thing about them is that if your sugars are high, they will bring them down. If your sugars are normal, then they won't drop them. And so um, people feel fuller with them. And so these medicines kind of help boost that process of trying to lose weight. But I always tell patients the thick of it, it really is still you. 70%
0: of the effort. Yeah everything. So, right. Yeah. Do you feel like, like, what's your criteria for using the medication? Cause I saw some, some primary care docs the other day, really grumbling about, uh, the feeling that, that these medications are being overused. So, I mean,
1: officially it's, you know, a BMI of 30 and up is when they're indicated to be used. Right. Um, I You know, there are a lot of patients that, you know, want an extra boost if they're trying to lose um, an extra few pounds, but that officially is the um, criterion to use them. There is a high demand for them though. The GLP-1 agonist, there is a huge demand. And so some of the patients with diabetes access is, is becoming an issue. So, but again, it's stressing that the, the nutrition and the hydration and all those things Because again, really, even when you go into bariatrics to get the bariatric um, procedure, that's why they're doing, you know, the, the steps that they use where they're, they're already trying to teach you all these steps. Because even if you go as far as doing the procedure, you have to Mm -hmm. still maintain, if not, you can actually gain weight through it. So, yeah. Okay.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I think that these are great tips that we can implement into our everyday life. I appreciate, you know, it's always good, even when we have these conversations with multiple different specialties across the board, you know, um, we've even had lifestyle medicine physicians on the podcast and the same thing keeps ringing true. The same theme keeps coming across. And so I hope that we'll take this to heart and just live with more intention. That's it. Intentionality and give yourself some grace
1: because the other thing is, you know, sometimes people are really hard on themselves, especially women. Um, oh, yeah.
0: And yeah. Right. Progress over perfection. Right. We're not aiming for perfection. Nobody's perfect. you know, and I know a lot of times it's like, oh, I blew my diet. And then just, that's it. You know, we're, we're off the, off the diet trail for a while, but we can easily just pick up with the next meal and say, I'm going to make better choices this time. I'm going to make better choices today.
1: (laughs) It's so interesting that you say that because for my patients that comes up all the time. And I do tell them that if you're going to have, you know, a bad day is when, question is, what do you do then? So yeah. if you have a bad day, have plans for, because I always tell them everybody has a plan for how to to um, go about it on a good day. And then what I find, and this is something that I work with, with my uh, weight loss clients is, Hey, what are your safety nets for bad days? What are, what are your triggers for getting off of your um, healthy eating? Once you yeah. figure that figure out some sort of safety net. And then even if you go past that some, the next day is a new morning. So that's the difference between going completely left or just kind of going off
0: the road and coming back on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So don't take the detour and stay, get get back on the road, get back on the road. Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure, Dr. Uday. Thank you so much for joining us today to discuss wellness and weight. Uh, We appreciate you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun.